Welcome to the Cultivate and Celebrate podcast, a podcast for the everyday mama who craves a simple and joy-filled life in a fast-paced world. I'm Amber Brogdon Page, real-life toddler mama, business owner, and your podcast host. I'm here to encourage you as we walk through this season of life together. Grab your favorite drink and join me for practical tips and honest conversations. It's time to trade in the overwhelm for having space for what matters most to you. Toss the confetti and let's dive in. This is episode five, and today I am with my friend, my biz bestie, Rebecca Van, and we are just going to have a very candid conversation on creating memorable moments for the holidays. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to my biz bestie, Rebecca Van. Hi, friends. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited because you know that I absolutely love Christmas and the holidays. So this is definitely one of my most exciting topics to discuss. So I'm I'm so pumped. Thank you so much for giving your time and being here. When I was thinking about guests and what we could talk about around the holidays, you came to mind first and foremost, because Aww. I remember seeing your stories on Instagram and your posts about like over the past few years, how you have just really cultivated and intentionally celebrated Christmas with the girls and all of the holidays and just taking the time to make those moments special for them. And so um, I was like, I've got to yeah. you know, get back on here and share with other mamas just how we can like easily do that. Absolutely. I have so many things to say, so many ideas, probably more than I need to have. (laughs) If you don't know me, my name is Rebecca Van. I am a photographer and business coach in North Florida, and um, I have two kiddos. My husband and I are high school sweethearts. We actually got married um, when I was 20. I was in college at FSU, um, and my senior year, we got pregnant with my oldest child. So by 21, I was a mom. And then At her first birthday, we found out we were expecting our second. So we had two kids by 23. It was awesome. It was craziness, but it was awesome. And as I transitioned into motherhood, I felt like I was relearning the ropes of life with two kids under two. Mm -hmm. And um, so for a while, I felt like I didn't have a lot of creative output because I didn't have a lot of time as just any young mother, any new mom with a young child. Right. Um, (laughs) But as they got older, we kind of grew together. Like the girls and I kind of found creative things that we love to do together. And I think that that's why this is so special to me to speak about memorable moments because we've really learned to co-create the things that they love and the things that I love as we've grown together and doing little crafts and things as they got old enough to. And now it's just really spiraled into every Thanksgiving and Christmas. They know our house is going to be exploded (laughs) with decorations and we have so much fun and the best time. So I love it. So tell everybody how old the girls are now. Yeah. So um, my youngest is eight and my oldest is nine, about to be 10. We're getting into that preteen stage, but it's still really, really fun. We're in kind of different seasons of motherhood because my little boy is three. And so I'm a boy mom, Mm -hmm. you're a girl mom, you know, we're kind of at different stages, but there's so much that I think with any age you can still, I mean, you've already gone through this, this stage that I'm in. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you remember, I mean, you had two (laughs) at that time. Um, But yeah, so I'm just excited to kind of get like your 
your opinion and expertise on just like how we can do this and make it fun and easy without the stress. So Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with if I was a mom of a child, your child's age, um, we're in toddler years, pushing into big kid year or little kid years. And I think that everything just needs to revolve around, um, whether it's your decorations, the gifts, the presents, you know, we've all gone overboard on our kids' presents really unnecessarily, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that if you can just focus on how to make him feel special in that last month of the year, in Christmas, for example, um, how can you make those 24 days leading up to Christmas super special for him? So this applies to any age, but if it was if it's Beckett's age, um, we are talking about little finger crafts and little color sheets, maybe yes. Santa papers, Santa crafts, and um, something that he could probably do that my girls and I did a year or two ago. Oh, uh, we made like popcorn Christmas garlands. And of course, we could have bought those at the store. We could have bought very expensive ribbon that would have been prettier at the store. But in my mind, I thought, what would they enjoy? And what is something we can do together? So I took an afternoon and I cleaned up the living room and just made sure it was nice and fresh and clean, which is not my favorite thing to do. You are way better at that than I am. (laughs) Seriously. But I I took, I made the effort just to make it a clean space. Mm -hmm. And that night we popped a whole bunch of popcorn, made the biggest mess on the living room floor because we're all taking these little tiny, like uh, dumbed down needles and like basically sewing a whole bunch of popcorn together. And the girls thought that they had just, I mean, they were so excited and something so little to you and me where popping popcorn is like two bucks. That was so special to them. And I think that it was so special to them because we all got to do it together and then they got to see their work proudly displayed. So I think that one thing to always remember is if you can make something that's practical, something that you can use, I think that that's super special to the kids because they see mom and dad are proud of it, yes. uh, no matter what age you know they are. But one thing that I've really kind of taken with me through the years, whether it was my photography studio, um, we'd have downtown Christmases. And, um, I love just competing in the window displays, like into the window display competitions. Cause I just love making a space feel so warm and cozy. You're so good and- at that too, Becca. Oh, that's such a <laughs> gift of yours. Thank you, girl. So they, whether it was there or at my current house, which I didn't mention this earlier, but we just built our dream house a couple years ago. I think February will be three years. We're so excited to be here. So once we moved here, I just went not crazy, but almost crazy, just super excited to have our own space. And I just wanted it to look and feel like a Hallmark movie and have friends over. And of course, then COVID hit. (laughs) Right. Um, But so things kind of slowed down. But I have what I call like my five little back pocket secrets of making any occasion memorable. This applies to whether you are having like game night on the floor with Beckett or we're making popcorn garlands with my girls, or you're having a formal upscale adult event, adult only, (laughs) literally you can apply this to any event or evening that you want to enhance a mood to. The five things that really make an event or evening special are making sure that you touch all five senses. So When I'm making an evening for my family or I'm having friends over, I think about A, 
what are they going to see when they walk in, whether that's from their bedroom or from the front porch if friends are coming over? What are they going to hear? Are we going to have background music? Are we going to have noise or like a funny movie playing? What are they going to smell? Do we have candles burning? Is there popcorn popping? Um, At my studio downtown in the evenings, we'd burn those volcano candles and people would tell me you could smell them from across downtown. Oh my goodness. I love it. Yes. Um, And people would just congregate at the studio. They just loved being there and it made my heart so happy. And then um, taste. Are they eating anything? Um, And then touch. So are there any cozy feels or cozy vibes that you can provide? So if we rewind this and go back to say Beckett or my girls, what they're going to be interested in those five senses is much different and probably a lot easier than, you know, a group of adults. Mm-hmm. So if you're having like a kid's night, whether you want to do a hot chocolate night, I mean, my girls go crazy over hot chocolate nights. Truly. They want to do it all the time. They want to have s'mores. They want to open a present. They are so excited about Christmas. Kaylee asked on the way to school this morning, mom, can we open a present tonight? Oh, no, <laughs> we're going to save week. If we really want to open a single present before Christmas, we're going to save that for this weekend. And in the back of my mind, I wasn't planning on letting them do that, but I was thinking, actually, we could make a really special little Christmas evening for them. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. It kind of spreads it out a little bit too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I had a whole bunch. I just happened to have a bunch of little gifts for them this year too. So it wasn't, it's not like they'll open like one of four major gifts or anything. Right. So yeah, so it spreads it out. And I thought, so maybe Saturday morning, it's Joey's birthday. So I thought we'll wake up and do like some Christmas pancakes or something where I literally give them one of each five senses, play some Christmas music, cook some yummy Christmas food, um, play a Christmas movie, let them open a Christmas present and um, just turn on all the Christmas lights so that around the house they can see, you know, all the Christmas fun. I love that. And it makes it feel so cozy. And when I think back to like your photography retreat years ago, it wasn't years ago, it was a couple years ago, but you hosted it inside of your home and in your studio at the time. And the way that you made it feel it was so cozy and so that's just one of those things like you had the throw blankets and the pillows and you encouraged everybody to just you know cuddle up on the couch and and the food was served and you had candles and it just felt it felt so welcoming and that's something that I've always like had in my mind about like you you just make it feel so welcoming and inviting and so I'm just yeah I'm so excited that we can like actually make this into our own family you know uh routines and memories too Absolutely. It is so fun to put together events. And, but I do see the other side. I've always been uh, the one to, to host or to do, and I've always been naturally inclined to do that. But I have friends and people in my family who are not like that. And for them, it's more stressful to try to create an environment. And I, I guess it's the left side brain, right side brain. I'm not really sure. Um, some of us are more creative and some are more concrete sequential. And yeah. I think the concrete sequential friends, they might struggle a little bit more to to understand the artsy side. And I think that's where those five senses will come in because I think it'll be a lot easier to break it down. I love that. Yeah. So even if you're just having like a simple morning at home with the kids or, you know, you're doing like a party or an evening dinner, you can really incorporate those 
those things into, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to celebrate. So that is awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as far as adults go, if I were going to have a group of adults come to the house, um, we do have a very like large front porch. That is something that I wanted. I just love a welcoming front porch. And I like the idea of people coming by, sitting and rocking and talking. Um, and in our area, that is that is not uncommon. Always incorporate some type of greenery or some type of, you could always put a welcome mat down and some type of hanging greenery if you don't have floor space or dirt to plant some plants. Um, to make that front welcoming. And I do think that when you are inviting adults into your home, that does make an enormous impact to have that curb appeal of your property, um, of your home. So the first thing I would do, I recommend if you're having an adult party is to think about like where they're walking in. Are they coming through the back door, the front door? Mm -hmm. And is there anywhere I could put some green plants if it's Christmas, a Christmas wreath or a Christmas mat, um, pumpkins, if it's, you know, fall, any type of seasonal decor everywhere those guests are going to go. So in my house, that would be across the yard, up the front porch, through the front door, in the foyer, and then the living room and probably the kitchen. Okay. So yeah, that's where I would put all of my energy in prepping my space. So I would visually make it appealing. And, um, a lot of people watch my Insta stories like you yes, <laughs> um, over the last few years. And I cannot tell you how many DMS I get. Your house looks like a Hallmark movie at Christmas. Your, how yes. do you make it look like a Hallmark movie? Yes. And my secret for that, I, it was really unintentional, but I realized, um, every angle of my home in the living room, which is where I will share most of my Insta stories. Mm-hmm. I like all of the corners um, and areas lit. So if it's like a window, we might outline it um, with lit garland or hang some wreaths. If you can Ooh, put I love that. lighting, yeah, in most of the different areas around your area where they're going to be, not mm-hmm. through your whole house, just that the place, you know, I'm, you can do it through your whole house, you know, but just you go spend your money. Like you go do, yeah. you. <laughs> I'm not going to decorate everything just because I know that we're not going to spend the majority of time in my laundry room, but right. right. Being super um, intentional. <laughs> right. Exactly. Spend yeah. your money wisely. Yeah. But in those spaces, like my living room, I will spend more money to make it look nice because the four of us are going to enjoy it for at least two months. Cause I always decorate in November. 1st. Yes. Yes. We do too. <laughs> yeah. So it, that way, if you have twinkle lights at almost every angle on almost every wall, whether it's high or low via a wreath or a couple extra trees here and there, um, when you are taking videos and photos, you're going to have the most beautiful ambiance behind you. I guess the photographer and us, Amber, we, number one, I love Hallmark movies. I know you do too. Yes. And as a photographer, I'm constantly noticing light and placement. So in almost every Hallmark movie shot, if you start paying attention, now you're going to notice it. You will always see it now. (laughs) You will notice that they have intentionally placed greenery, red ribbons, or lights right behind the the person they're photo, like they're taking a video of. Oh, okay. That's not every single inch of the set, but they have it intentionally in the back of that shot to make it feel more warm and cozy. And so if you take that concept and apply it to your home, you can make a big impact with very little cost really to your budget. So think about what you're photographing and keep lights behind it basically. 
Oh, I love it. And I love like yes. the twinkly cozy lights. Like I want to I want like the little lights all year round like in my kitchen. I just want something to be like just just cozy. It does, especially in the evenings. I think that I think that you should get like a nice little set of white lights. Um, and just place them in your kitchen. And then that way, when you're feeling you've got a nice clean kitchen, you turn them on. And that's the thing that you see that triggers that cozy at home feeling for you. Right. Light a candle, get the cozy blankets. Yes. Yes, girl. I love it. So is there anything you do for Christmas every year, Amber? Yeah. So we go and we look at Christmas lights every year, which I'm sure a lot of people do, Um, but it's something that we've done ever since I was little. So we would just like get in our Christmas pajamas and just drive through the neighborhoods and look at all of the fun Christmas lights, Um, especially when I was younger, like, okay, I'm 30. So, you know, 25 (laughs) years ago, I feel like a lot of families like did more than they may do now. Like we would just go to like these certain neighborhoods. Yeah. And it was like the old school, like vintage Christmas decorations, which I really loved. You know, and now it's fun because there's different type things where they have like the music set to the lights and, um, you know, all the big blow ups and things. And so Beckett's really into that. So that is something that we do um, every year and just, you know, make it a fun night. And sometimes we'll even turn it into like a couple different nights, letting him just like see all of the magic. I love that. I love that, too. And I think that what you're saying, the key to doing that for our listeners, because I struggle with this part, I'll have like this wonderful fantasy in my head of like what we're going to do, but I won't put it on the calendar. You're so good at scheduling, pre-scheduling important things. And I struggle with that. I just get it in my head and I want to do it right then. Um, (laughs) It's not always functional as working two working full-time parents and two kiddos in school. I just wanted to bring up that point. If you guys, I think it was Emily Lay years ago said something that stuck with me. I'm sure you heard this. Um, She picks out like three things in December that she wants to do with her kids Mm -hmm. as a family. And she puts them on the, in her planner, like at the beginning of the month or whenever she's doing her Uh pre-planning. So she's like this Saturday or that Sunday, we are doing Christmas lights in our pajamas, that kind of thing. And I think that it's, equally important while I can get carried away and give you a million ideas. If you don't schedule it, like Amber tells you to schedule it, (laughs) then it might not happen. Um, So, and I do also, I liked what Emily said about only picking a handful of intentional and important things. Um, so that at least your top three, you know, you have time to do, what do you think about that? Oh, I love that because I think that you can really get carried away in trying to do it all and, Mm -hmm. you know, then you do nothing well. And so I really, I really love that. Like think about what brings you the most joy in this season of your life. And it may be something, you know, totally different than you did last year, but maybe you're in a different season this year. And also about the scheduling thing. I, I'm a big, like, I love having things on the calendar and that type of thing, but also like on Becca's side of it too, like there is so much fun in like the, the spur of the moment, spontaneous things too. So like, don't be so rigid that you're like, you know, this was not on the calendar. I can't do this, but just finding like a good balance of like knowing that you have maybe a free weekend. So maybe you pick one of those activities during that free weekend. Like it doesn't have to be so planned out, but like, don't, if you're like the type of person that will not do it, if it's just an idea, you know, I do love having that 
um, that structure. I love it. I love it. And I think that we're speaking to two different types of people because I do think we have our left brain and right brain and our concrete sequential and then the artistic. And I think that wherever you fall on that spectrum, we could always go a little bit toward the other way. I could always be a little bit more planned. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and I can be I can a little bit more my... spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's it's healthy to be where you are, but it doesn't hurt to stretch a little right. bit and, and try to be a little bit more structured or artistic. Yes. Um. So I have a question for you. Yes. I would love to share and hear what are your five like Christmas month must-haves like what signals Christmas to you guys oh okay this is a good one this is a good one I would say and this these might be like very obvious things but our Christmas tree and like all of our ornaments like I mean because we have (laughs) we have ornaments from when I was little like the old school like Disney ones from like you know, oh. the 90s that are just so fun. Like now, because the the movies are still like a thing, like Lion King and, you know, all, all of yes. the things. So Beckett still really enjoys those. So um, I we just like to decorate the tree together and to, you know, oh. look at the ornaments throughout the, the season. So I would just say our Christmas tree and ornaments. And I love then that. Looking at Christmas lights, we already talked about that, but that's one of my big ones. Um, and then I would say really just doing like some fun crafts right now. And I, listen, I am not a crafty type person. I'm like, I've always wanted to be like that Pinterest mom that like, you know, does all the things I'm not. And so that's that's why I like, I know mama. Yeah, I know. But my little printables that I make are very easy to, to do. And that's why I like those because it makes me feel like I have my life together, but like literally it's just like very simple, like get some, you know, finger paints and like, you know, whatever. But, um, there's so much visual value in your printables. It's incredible to me how you can make something so simple, look so pretty. But anyway, I just wanted to say that about like your Christmas stuff, like you really make it look so special, even though it is so simple, but to him, it's going to make his day. Like it's really going to mean a lot to him to do finger paints or whatever it is with mommy. Yes. Um, Yes. We don't have to go out and spend $50 on a Christmas activity. Like if you want to, and you can go ahead, but really, I think having him do it with mommy. I think that's what's going to make it special. I agree. And that is his love language. I've, I've noticed that is like, he wants to spend like intentional time. Like he, that is his, that is his thing. Like he always wants us to be playing with him or to be doing something with him. And so if we just take that time and put our phones away and we're just like really there with him and we're, you know, doing a Christmas activity together or like whatever it is, it doesn't even have to be that he loves it. And it's so good for us too. So we like to do little crafts like that, that are just very, very simple and just, yeah. you know, just print them out on the computer and then um, we can give them as little gifts too for the grandparents and, um, you know, make fun little. Oh, I didn't think about that. How yes. cute. Like little, you know, footprints or handprints, make it into a Christmas oh. tree, whatever. Well, that's the best when they're little. That is just the best. If you have a toddler at home or a baby, please be giving out those handprints and footprints. Now yes. they are hard to make and get that baby to stay still. Yes. But oh my gosh, I treasure those. I yes. treasure them. And as an aunt, I would just love to get that from like my nephews. One thing that um, Joey's family did as you were talking, um, his mom let all three of their kids pick out a special ornament every year. And so whenever we got married, we inherited 20 ornaments. Oh my from, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> 
from him growing up. And most of them were like, they were Mickey Mouse and baseball and things that I had, like, I didn't get to be there for that part of his life. Like, you know, we started dating when we were 15. So it was so fun to go back through and relive um, all those ornaments. But, you know, the key was his mom came up with that. She saved them and then gave them to me when we got married. Oh, that's so um, special. Isn't it? And so we try every year. Now, I like to have an aesthetic um, look on my tree. Now, that's just me. And then the girls will pick out the most bright neon color (laughs) ornament for their ornament. And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So eventually, I just bought another tree for the special ornaments because it was just so random. But it's still special and I still want it out. And that's one idea. Like if you're looking for a little tradition to start, um, even if your kid's already, you know, Beckett's age, but you still want to start that, it's not too late. Don't, Don't not do it for that reason. There are a couple other things that I love to make, like to me, Christmas, like I would not want to have the month of December without Christmas pajamas. I think they're so stinking cute. Not even so much for me, but seeing my kids in them. Yes. Oh my gosh. So precious. I spent like $50 on little a little nightgown for Emma. Like it's the cutest little Christmas nightgown. Um, can't believe I spent that much on it, but it was just so precious. And I'm gonna get pictures of her like decorating the tree in it. Yes. Um, I did that. And the other thing last year or the year before I got a record player and the reason I did is because when I was little get emotional uh, my mama Sarah and daddy Ken had a big it was a German uh, record machine it's called a telefunken it's huge Um, but we would play Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and they had the Christmas records and so my daddy Ken and I would just sit and listen to these old Christmas records and I loved it so much we played a lot of them at my wedding Um, but last year I wanted that old crackly like sound so I bought a record player and bought some Christmas um, records now I will say this the record player does also hook up to Bluetooth so I can like use it as a speaker oh that's cool which I do that through the year. But that was another really cool like aesthetic that we added to the house in our whole Christmas experience last year. Um, you can hear the crackles. and The girls love turning the old record player on. They've never seen like even a CD. They've never seen a cassette tape, much less a CD, much less a record. Yeah, um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so they were like, what is this? How does this play music? That is so fun. And because it brings something that's so special to you. Like it's like a family. It You know, it has so much meaning to your family. And so it brings those traditions and those memories into your little family now. It does. And while it's hard some days to like – embrace it. I do try to embrace it through the pain, through the missing mm-hmm. of my grandparents. Um, I miss them a lot, but I, I can work through that enough to think of the happy times mm-hmm. um, and try to pass that along to my children versus just cutting it out completely because it hurts too much, you know? Um, I, but now I say that I understand that not everyone can do that. Everyone's different. Um, And I think that music has helped me through those harder times and just trying to focus on joy from the kids. It's just they're really, truly so excited at Christmas. And it's really easy. I just try to not think about the sad parts of Christmas and push through to the happy parts. Um, At least that's how I deal with it. Do you have any advice for like coping with loss at Christmas? Like how do you guys get through any sadness that you encounter? 
That is such a good question and such a good reminder for me, even as you said that, um, because we've had a lot of changes in the family dynamics and just to accept the fact that, you know, now the family is different. Um, you know, we yeah. don't have those some of those key people anymore um, here with us on earth. And it's it's sometimes it's just really hard to, I think, accept the fact that this we have Absolutely. a new normal and it looks different. Um, yeah. But I think it has helped so much to just kind of, you know, use the joy through Beckett's eyes. That brings me so much joy in my heart. Amen. And, you know, yeah. and even before I had him, I think it was a little bit harder for me to find that because we were in such a weird, like in between stage, you know, like we had, yeah. we had recently lost some grandparents and some family members. Ugh. And then, um, we didn't have kids yet. And, you know, so it was just kind of like a weird, a weird thing. It's a but... hard, hard in between right there when you don't have a distraction to take your mind off of things. Yeah. But I do, I do think now that like making our own traditions and kind of putting like a new spin on things um, has been really, really helpful. Like you said, to just, just keep, keep going. And like, even though it's hard and you miss those people, you can, you know, kind of take some little things from your, you know, memories and kind of, you know, put it into your life now. Absolutely. I wanted to just get one takeaway that you can give to the listeners today about intentionally celebrating and making memories. Like if you had to just tell them one thing, what would that be? I would say if you want to make any occasion memorable from the smallest event to the the smallest uh, candy cane decorating party to yeah. the largest formal uh, adult event i would say remember to to stimulate the five senses of your guests or your children remember to just try to stimulate smell taste hear touch and what they see and enhance those in the area that they're coming and i think you'll be good to go you'll be the hit <sighs> I love that. Thank you so much. That's such a good reminder as we, you know, do things from small little mornings and crafts and breakfast together and then, you know, bigger things like big parties and things Mm -hmm. like that. So thank you so much, Becca. Oh, absolutely. If anybody does not already follow you, where can they find you to follow along with all of the celebrating and all of the wonderful things to come? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram and it's at Rebecca Van. And so that's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-V-A-N-N. And you can find me there, follow me there, send me a DM, let me know you found me on the podcast. And I'm so excited. Amber, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait for all the holiday fun to happen. And if you guys do any decorations um, or do anything from this episode, please tag us or share it. Um, Send it to us in a DM. Let us know so we can see it and even share it if you want us to. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Becca. It was so great talking to you and I look forward to having you on the podcast again. Absolutely. It's always a good time with you, Amber. Love you, girl. Thank you. Love you, friend. Thank you so much for joining me this week, friend. Want to keep the celebration going? I invite you to join me inside of my online printable membership, where you can instantly access fun printables to help you cultivate and celebrate a joy-filled life. For show notes and links for everything mentioned on today's episode, head on over to amberbrogdon.com podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you left a review wherever you're listening today. It only takes a few seconds, but it really does make a difference in reaching new listeners. 
Thanks again for joining me on this episode of Cultivate and Celebrate. I'm always cheering you on, friend. Until next time.